0: reality tv is the greatest form of entertainment on television
1: today listen to rapaport's reality with me kibi Rappaport, and
0: me michael rapaport on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your
2: podcast it's brand new season two
6: Hey, Money Movers. Welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth and abundance. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth and abundance. On today's Deep Dive, we are joined by the social entrepreneur and youth mentor, Kwame Johnson. He is the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Atlanta. This Deep Dive is brought to you by MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. In case you missed our previous episode, Kwame shared his journey about becoming the success he is today as the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. And alongside, he also shared many inspirational stories and Pushes that we all need to hear to help us motivate to reach the levels of success that we want to see in our lives. Money Movers, please welcome back to the podcast, Kwame.
7: Hi, Kwame. Hey, good to see you. How's it going?
6: mr johnson it is doing great it is doing great and we are happy to have you back on today's podcast and i'm excited about this deep dive because i think we're going to go into some more of the tougher issues that i think a lot of cities across um, the u.s are facing right now we're talking about social justice social entrepreneurship and mentorship and how we can really move the needle to help our youth succeed um, and create the cities that we all want to live in so happy to have you back today
7: Great to be here and love the topic. So I'm glad to be here.
6: Well, I want to start off by, you know, reminding a little bit of our audience, if they hadn't heard your story, to tune in. We had a great chat before, but, you know, you have a really... um, interesting story in that you came from you know great parents who were educated made some very silly mistakes as a as a youth landed in jail but came out of that and you know spoke very candidly about the mentors and people that pushed you to success and sort of laid the tracks for you to um, really change your life and here you are doing the same for thousands upon thousands of children in metro atlanta Um, and we also talked about the water boys And so that brought in a little bit of politics because you also said that this was probably an issue that many cities across the country were facing, but something that's obviously um, very near and dear to your heart as you navigate these waters for so many of our youth. So I want to start off by there and open it up to if you could tell us a little bit more about what you see the cities are facing and the need for mentorship um, and helping our youth right now.
7: No, definitely. And, you know, I, my whole adult life, uh, the past 20 years, I've been working on these issues uh, all across this country, working in tough communities that have had challenges, in particular around, around violence. You know, I, I um, have, have always tried to help young people not make the decisions that I made and, you know, reach their full potential. Uh, and I think education is a, is a great way to do that. Uh, violence has been upticking every, pretty much every major city. There are a lot of different reasons uh, for that, but I like to speak about some of the solutions. So a few months ago, I wrote an op-ed in the AJC, and it was called, How to Solve Youth Violence Without More Cops, More Cameras, and Curfews.
6: Mm. Because the,
7: diff- the, the different cities I've worked in typically uh, go for, when there's an uptake in violence, uh, the first response is typically more cops, uh, more cameras in Buckhead, and we haven't got to the curfews part, right? Mm. And um, uh, I love the direction Andre is going in and some of his ideas and solutions. And what I've partnered with him on is really working with young people who are on the verge of touching the criminal justice system and trying to help them through mentorship, not get involved uh, in that in that in that life, because it's very hard to make a comeback once you touch it. So I you know, outlined a few simple solutions. I gave my background in this article, of course, and how mentors help me get to the next level. Um, but also talked about the importance for cops because there is an important role that cops can play. Uh, I think community policing is a big thing that needs to happen all across this country where police live. Okay, in the wait, stop there.
6: What's the difference yep. between community policing and the policeman that I I think of driving around?
7: Yeah. So you know, community policing is when the police officer lives in the community that they police. So ah, they, know okay. the com- they know the they know they they know the community. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, there are efforts at doing that in atlanta is doing some of that work here where police officers patrol and live in the same community so mm-hmm. when they have a, so when they have an interaction for example with a water boy they hopefully will know them or know of them or know their family so that interaction is very different mm-hmm. that is a great that is a great model I that that. I, that I encourage every police department to try to to try to do because if you're a police officer in atlanta but you live in sandy springs you don't have no connection to that community you go there and you go home, you, you do not know the community. So those interactions, which we've seen play out in a lot of different ways in the past couple years, um, I think can be prevented in a, in a number of ways if there's a relationship, you know, so community place completion is, is big. But I, I outline sort of three solutions that I've seen work to help people move out of poverty, because in my opinion, the true issue is not youth violence. The true issue is poverty violence and crime comes out of poverty i'll give you two simple statistics to prove that to you
1: Mm -hmm. there
7: about there were over 120 murders in atlanta last year roughly of those people who murdered someone and any murder is terrible Mm -hmm. most of zero people who murdered someone had a high school diploma so of the 120 no one had a high school diploma Wow. And what's even more what's more interesting about that is the people who got murdered, less than 10 percent had a high school diploma. Wow.
6: See, this is so the cycle of poverty. Right. And you is, in our last interview, you said, you know, it is dramatically changed with high school education,
7: high school. education. If you can get out of high school, that's your best shot of coming out of poverty. And you've heard the statistics in Atlanta. If you're born in poverty, five percent chance to make it out. Um, it, the, the true issue most cities face is poverty not youth violence not crime those things come out of poverty right i don't have to keep belaboring that but there's a direct correlation between high school graduation and crime Mm. there's a direct correlation so to solve crime and violence you got to help kids get stay in school and get out of high school putting more cameras in buckhead is not going to solve the violence issue right Mm
6: -hmm. so I outline three
7: Mm -hmm. simple solutions in the first solution i think which i've seen work is that you have to remove barriers that's the first step if you are growing up in poverty you got about seven to ten different barriers in front of you from day one you got food issues you got housing issues you got uh you know mental health all these different things mm-hmm. are, are present in the in the life of a young person so how can they even go to school and be productive so as a nonprofit sector i have always pushed to help remove those barriers i do mentorship but i partner with organizations to do mental health i partner with you know, organizations that, that provide food and housing and all the different things. So as a as a collective, we should be trying to as remove a those barriers. That's as a collective. That's
6: it. It's like we have to take a holistic approach to this.
7: Yes. And there are great groups doing different things in all these different areas to remove those barriers. So when someone comes into our office at Big Brothers to get a mentor for their child, we also find out what's going on in the household. And we connect those families to those resources because if there's a mental health issue or a food issue, their mentorship relationship is not going to be healthy if that family unit is not not healthy so we work Mm -hmm. together to do that so that's the first step you got to remove barriers the second step is empowerment you have to empower young people and show them that they can do it I'm not not a big supporter of like soup kitchens I know we need them in our country I understand Mm -hmm. why but I'd rather teach a person how to fish so they can take care of themselves For the long haul so you got to empower young people and that's what mentors do they can show you they can model for you that's what people did for me this is this is how you can do it these are the right decisions to make these are the things you should be thinking about look at me i'm an executive at this place or i work here or i have i'm an entrepreneur you can show young people what is possible so that empowerment piece is the second piece which is important the third which i think is the most important that I've seen work, and there's no research study to prove any of this, I'm a C student, but these are just things I've seen work <laughs> in different places, you know, is, is hope. Um, you know, oh. the title of hope, the, the title of my book is, is the, the Hope Inside. And I got that from a Oprah Winfrey quote where she talked about that hope, that mentors bring hope out of all of us. And I've seen so many young people who may live in, a, in, a, in not, not the best community, may not have the right adults around them, They have a lot of issues in their house, but if they are hopeful Mm
2: -hmm. that their
7: situation will change, I've seen so many young people push, even if those other situations didn't change, push to get out of high school, push to get into career, push to get into whatever they had they wanted to do because they were hopeful. So we gotta remove barriers, we gotta empower people, and we gotta create hope. And those are my solutions to how you get in front of uh, youth violence and crime in, in any city.
0: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi
1: Rappaport. And
0: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
8: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing.
5: It's
0: always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always
9: wanted to get. People quit.
0: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safty, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
6: You know, it's, it's like you've laid out sort of these four steps that I think are really crucial, um, And then what you guys are doing at Big Brothers Big Sisters, like you are also providing the mentors to to do all these things. I want to go back to the Water Boys because I think this is something that people can really touch on. You know, um, they see them in their communities. They're these young kids. And and I think people are really torn, but they're a perfect example of what Big Brothers Big Sister does because they're smart. You see, they're out there hustling. They're not, not working they're working 12-hour days on the corner in Buckhead. They're trying to sell you a bottle of water. The other day I saw them, I mean this was probably a couple months ago, and they actually had t-shirts. So somehow mm-hmm. they got together some money and they like this is social entrepreneurship at its best. But, you know, for, you know, the re- average citizen driving by, they're like, why aren't these kids in school? This is dangerous. Um, and so what to me is so interesting is the hope that comes out of it. Because I'm almost like this, these kids are great, like that hustle just needs to be transformed into something else, perhaps. Um, So talk a little bit more about the programs that you're trying to do. And and just even talking to these kids, because I don't think a lot of people take the time to get into their minds, right, to ask them, well, what's going on at home? Um, What do you want to do? What are you trying to do? You know, where do you see hope in other people? So what happens in those conversations you have with those kids?
7: yeah it's it's amazing you're you're exactly right there is so much potential in these young people our our, our like the, what we say all the time is that we defend potential mm-hmm. right Some, someone defended our potential we all are born with potential the water boys have potential it's our responsibility as adults to defend that potential right yeah. so that's that's really where it starts so the city uh this is probably a year ago now came together with a number of nonprofits and said you know what we need to figure out how we can remove these barriers that i talked about with these young people so we are one of a few organizations that are stepping up to be a part of this this program which is called the young entrepreneur program where we uh, are working with these young people to redirect and guide that that talent that they have and the young people that are participating they are eager for change what, you know one myth is that young people will never like give up some illegal activity for like a normal job or some other opportunities these young men and actually young 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 women we, we've found there's some water girls as well oh. Are, oh. yeah yeah that was that was something we had to learn and figure out and pivot because we were thinking it was all boys at first but yeah there's also young women uh and in in, in, you know these are it, any young, there are a lot of young people who, at, who are at risk of getting involved in the criminal justice system or at risk of dropping out of high school or middle school. Um, the water boys have just stood out because they've, they're on the corners. People know who right. they are. Right. It's, been, it's been controversial. But there are tons of young people who need their, their, their potential defendant, whether they're a water boy or, 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 or not. And they, what I've seen work is mentors come into their life and show them a way. And once that happens mm. and they get the support they need, they get some of these barriers removed in their households, they can flourish and go to the next level. So mentorship is a huge part of that because it's real time. It, it meets the needs of what's going on with the young people. And these young people are eager for information, eager to, to make the right right decisions. They just got to have the right adults around them. Um, you know, a young person can go very far if they have the right, caring, responsible adults around them. They can go very far. That so can be a parent about- or a mentor.
6: This is the thing, yeah, I want to talk because I think, you know, there's a lot of people in this audience who are, you know, going, oh, okay, well, I would love to be a member, a mentor. I would love to change somebody's life like this, but I think they hesitate because they're like, well, you know, what are the qualities I need to have to be a mentor and how much time does it take? Can you talk a little bit about what does a good mentor look like in your organization?
7: Yeah, this is always, you know, the mm-hmm. with the hurdle I have to get over, particularly with men, right? So when I joined the organization four years ago, there were about 1,000. We had 1,000 kids waiting on our waiting list. Wow. So these are, kids, these are kids who came in and said, hey, I want a mentor. For, they, want you know, the want, they want the
1: guidance. They want the
7: guidance. They're asking for it. So when I can't say, man, we, we got to figure out how to get this waiting list down. And we've done a lot of things. We did a mayor's challenge for Mayor Bottoms. She helped us recruit a whole, a whole lot of men of color. And we moved our headquarters to be more intentional. And so when I talk in particular to men, because that's our biggest need is men of color,
8: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
7: um, is that you are you are qualified, you are enough, because a lot of times um, the men I talk to like, well, you know, I still got my own stuff going on. I don't know if I'm ready to do that and that kind of thing. And this this is not adoption. This is not rocket science. (laughs)
6: Just, <laughs> say that again that was yeah. kind of funny. this is not adoption you do not, not have about. to adopt financially yeah. support or you know feed this kid on a regular maybe a meal out every once in a while but this is not yeah. adoption this is
7: it's not no and we committed. actually encourage you we encourage you for it to not be that because there is still a role for these young people's parents there is a huge role for them this is this is mentorship this is not anything outside of that so What's great about the way we do mentorship is that we support our mentors. So it's not you just off on your own mentoring a young person. You start. There's a whole process. We train you. We give you a coach. So when you become a mentor in our program, uh, we ask for your commitment. That sometimes okay. you know makes the men a little you know weird. Like man, I don't want to, I could do it, but I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> we're
4: talking about men who can't commit,
7: y'all. Just you know, joking. so we all get all that. But but the women, listen, you all have a, a charitable <laughs> a charitable bone that um, the that, that men, you know, we need to work on a little bit. But now we have about 200 kids waiting. So we've done a lot of work to get that wow. number down. Yeah, yeah. So in the true number, it's probably 100,000 kids in Atlanta that could benefit. Right. So right. We gotta, my, my goal is to make mentorship a part of what we do in Atlanta outside of just Big Bows and Big Literally, we all should subscribe to mentorship as a part of what we do.
6: Okay.
7: You know, like just, just imagine that, right? Like Southern hospitality is real in, in mm-hmm. the South mm-hmm. let's make mentorship real in Atlanta Ugh. and that's something that we all do. just imagine what kind of city we can have but getting back to the to the question it's a year commitment 12, 12 hours a month it's you know a couple weekends phone calls in between it's taking this young person to do things you already do you already going to go to the the park or the grocery store, teach them about healthy eating. Or like something
6: as simple as the car wash. Like it's not that you're sitting down in front of a whiteboard being like, Hey kid, do all this. It's just (laughs) show them your life, you know, in a way that's real. Um, And you know, no one's asking you to be perfect. They just, you know, put on your best self and show it to a kid.
7: Yep. That's it. You know, and like you said, show them your life, take them along for the journey, have some conversations with them, help them troubleshoot. And again, we're going to support you, so you'll have a coach on my team who will work with you through the life of the match, who will set plans for you, who will check in with you, who will be a middleman or a middlewoman if issues come up with the family or there's questions. We'll give you tickets to different games and sport outings, all these different things. We make it very easy for you to plug in, and this is something anybody can do who cares about kids and who's a responsible adult. That, that, is, that is really all it is. It's something I do. Um, no one can create more time. We're all busy. But right. like you said, incorporate this young person into your existing time, things you're already doing, and be a guide and resource for them. And, and, and the results, we know not only do we produce results for the young people, graduation rate, avoiding the criminal justice system that I mentioned, but we have data on what our bigs get out of it. Mm. Actually being a mentor a mentor makes you a better person. You're more productive at work. You Absolutely. have a healthier outlook on life. If you talk to any big in our program, anybody who's been a mentor in our program, the first thing they'll tell you is that they got more out of it than they put in.
6: Oh, I believe it. 100%. So think about
7: that. Think about that. So you are actually helping someone, but you're becoming better at the same time, which is pretty special. Yep.
6: Oh, well, I love that. And just a couple last questions. I know you you mentioned um, men of color are obviously in high demand, but this, this message goes to anyone. You are just looking for anyone who has 12 measly hours a month um, to really change the life's trajectory of a kid in the community
7: definitely this this is this is um, this is not about you know women or men or a certain race mentorship was so important it was so special about it it brings different people together mm-hmm. right my mentor my mentor when i was in jail was my 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 coach who was a white guy mm-hmm. and he would literally he you know he he ran towards me he didn't run away from me and he became better and i became better in that relationship and i think our country needs more of that more so now than ever this is something anybody can do I love to get more men more men of color in particular to sign up uh, because you all have lived experiences and that young men that are growing up in Atlanta need to mm-hmm. need to hear from and learn from right so like for example I'm working on a partnership with the airport there are a lot of young men who work at the airport
3: mm-hmm.
7: who, who may there may not be millionaires but they're productive they have a job yes. they're, they're, they're moving through life and many of them grew up in Atlanta mm-hmm. and they would be a great they're a great example for what young people can strive to be be like Um, and those are the type of partnerships we try to build
6: oh i love that well Kwame, thank you so much for your time today um thank you so much money movers for listening into this episode you know it was really special and i feel like if we get one or two just you know incredible connections made here we can change the life in our community um and then again in our world and i really believe those butterfly effects are really powerful so thank you so much Kwame. we appreciate your time and we support all that you're doing so Thank you again. Can you tell our Money News audience where they can find you and where they can sign up to be a mentor if they so choose?
7: Yes, we'd love to have you sign up. You can go to the Big Sisters Big Brothers Metro Atlanta website. We also have offices across the country. We have 250 mm-hmm. offices across the country. So wherever you are, there's probably a local office. We have close to 10,000 kids waiting across the country, waiting for mentors. So you can go sign up, be a big. There's a whole process to support you, make sure you're successful in that relationship. This is something anybody can do who's a responsible adult that cares about young people. So go cool. to our website. Uh, you can also keep in touch with me on all social media uh, channels, Kwame Johnson, um, and love to connect with you and see how we can work together to help you know, make, our, make our city better
6: well, oh, thank you so much for your time. All right, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. But make sure you follow Kwame on all his social media handles. Maybe you'll see him kicking around the gathering spot. Um, but again, happy to have you on our podcast. And this is about connection. And I hope we've connected with some of you audience members a little bit today. And if we've helped you make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge, and or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And make sure to tune in Monday to Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast.
1: We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room.
0: We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right reality tv is the greatest form of entertainment on television today
1: listen to Rappaport's reality with me kibi Rappaport, and
0: me michael Rappaport, on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast
2: it's brand new season two